Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragamani. I am your host. Happy New Year to everybody. It is the first day of 2024 as I record this show for you. And uh, it's a fun one this week. Josh Adams will be talking to us. That's our weekend headliner, a local guy done good. Josh Adams, you may know him from that. Hard knocks with the Detroit Lions last season. We'll talk all about that. I'll tell you what I talked to Josh about. It's a good interview. I've known Josh pretty much since he started, and uh, he's absolutely one of the best comics in Metro Detroit, and for that matter, the country. If you are one of the best comics in Detroit, you are one of the best comics in Detroit country because detroit has the best comedy in the country one of the places you guys know that because you're fans of the comedy castle all right yeah cool great new year's eve i am very tired after our new year's eve at the comedy castle two sold out shows with phil palisol uh his wife nora lynch as the feature and greg sharp opening those shows they did seven shows over four nights the last two being completely sold out. So we went from having literally like 50 people at the late show Saturday because it was that Lions game, which we will not discuss here. <laughs> we will not discuss the Lions game. We can talk about Michigan's win. How about that? We won't. But congratulations to the Wolverines and their fans. But um, yeah, uh, we went from 50 people late show Saturday to two sellout shows on New Year's Eve. An absolute great time. If you didn't uh, hear my interview with Phil Palisol, you should. We had a great interview. He was fantastic on stage. He treated the staff as nice as anyone that's ever come in there. I don't want to say how he was nice to the staff because I don't want to turn this into a pissing contest amongst comedians. Maybe I should say it. Maybe that would be a good thing as a member of the Comedy Castle staff to say, hey, you want to be nice to the staff at the Comedy Castle? No, I don't want to turn it into that. But he was very nice and treated us very well and uh, incredible comic tears of laughter on their faces this weekend. That front row crying, laughing at Phil uh, that I could see this week. Unbelievable shows. Such a great way to end the year, but it's a great way to start the year. It's a great way to start the year. You know, this is my second year doing this show and uh, I'm really loving it. This is uh one of my favorite things to do all week. Talk to you guys, talk to the comics, put it all together. It's nice. Had a great time. I said I was going to give you some highlights from last year. And again, this is top of my head stuff. This is not me going through looking at all the shows I did and saying, oh, you got to listen to this one. <laughs> but, you know, they're all up on Spotify. They're all up on our website, uh, ComedyCastlePodcast.com. If you're new to the show and you want to hear some real fun interviews. And again, these comics have come and gone. Probably most of them will, uh, you know, in terms of the Comedy Castle, uh, I think they're all still live. <laughs> I don't think I interviewed anyone that died this year, thank goodness. But, uh, um, you know, just uh, they will be back around at our club at some point, and you should be fans of theirs. Let's go through some of those. The first one I did as a as solo thing after Tom had left, we did our little send-off show. So shout-out to Tom. That was a fun show to do to start the year. And then we had Isabel Hagen on the show, and she's awesome. I was very nervous. I had new equipment. The equipment didn't really work the way I wanted it to on that first show, but we got through it, and I, I'm a big fan of Isabel. We're, we're pretty friendly when she comes to town. She is a friendly face around these parts and that's great i also remember having a great time early on with emma wilman 
She did one night with us on Sunday, but yeah, I hear her name everywhere now, Emma. So she's going to be a real big star, and it was great to have her on the show when we did. Um, I put a ton of research into uh, my interview with Yakov Smirnov. As a kid, Yakov was a very important comedian to me, and I put a lot into that interview. I, I In fact, I'd say, if you want to know... Um, you know, I, I mean, these shows, are, these interviews are promotional for the club. But I think if you wanted to know about Yakov Smirnov's career in any way, and you weren't a fan of the Comedy Castle, I would put my interview up against almost anybody's. And he's been on a bunch of podcasts recently. But I, I really liked my interview, and he thanked me for it privately after the show. It was really uh, nice to have that and make that connection with a guy who I uh, was such a big fan of as a kid, one of the one of the giants in my mind of television in the 80s cable television in the 80s uh anywhere you saw comedy he was there and that was really great to do uh you know tj miller's a nut and we love him and i love him and uh spending any time talking to tj miller is never a waste of time um you know the local guys who i've known and performed with over the years uh david dyer zach martina uh, always fun talking to those guys. Sal D'Amelio I talked to as well last year. Um, I, I know I'm leaving people out, but just off the top of my head, Vicky Barbalak, getting to know her from America's Got Talent. What a character. What a sweet lady Vicky was yeah, on the show and at the club. It was great. And, uh, you know, it was all good, you know. Didn't get, get – I did get the run around a few times. There were a couple interviews that I didn't get, but I think for 52 headliners of the year – I think I got 48, 50 maybe even. I did pretty good. I was sick, actually. That was the thing, too. Yeah, we don't want that. Got ill in the hospital. Knock on wood for no long hospital stays this year. But uh, anyway, with that, let's move on to this year. But yeah, if you if you want to listen to any of those, I'm recommending all of those shows because they were all great. So go check those out on our website, ComedyCastlePodcast.com. Uh, again, yeah, anywhere you get podcasts, we'll have, I believe, all of last year's shows. I think it's got the last 75. Maybe you should have 100. I can do a little fiddling with the website and make you see 100. Okay? All right. Josh Adams is here this week. We're starting out the year. Again, one of the best comedians in town for sure. Uh, and, 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 you know, the thing that you'll hear in here, a natural funny guy, and yet... I think another reason for his success, and you'll hear us talk about it, he puts the work in. He shows up at the open mics. He's not uh, resting on his laurels. He's not just, you know, uh, uh, riding on one set and going around and doing that every night, which some guys do, and I don't blame them. That's what I did when I was touring for the most part. But Josh is out there working the mics. He's doing it. He's performing. He's always doing new stuff. There is a fair amount of improvisation you could call it crowd work if you want and josh is as good as anyone i've ever seen talking to the audience and making it fresh and entertaining and he will do that for you you will also hear in this interview all about how he ended up on hard knocks with the detroit lions if you saw that show on hbo or max last year what a tremendous appearance it was about four minutes He'll tell you it was a lot longer that he recorded in there during the training camp. He went down to, to Indiana to do that with the Lions, and uh, it was certainly a highlight of that show. 
And I think in a lot of ways, even uh, Josh's segment showed the spirit of this team under Dan Campbell. So uh, uh, I think Josh uh, can sort of pat himself on the back a little bit. Helping out our Lions. Great job with that, Josh. And again, one of the, I mean, okay, here's the biggest revelation. I will talk to it, and I think it's pretty much right as the interview starts. Josh Adams told me he did not like me when he met me. He'll tell you why. <laughs> and we'll take it from there. All right, we'll catch you after this one. Enjoy this interview. I really had a great time talking to him. It's Josh Adams, everybody. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line, my first interviewee for 2024. Very proud to say it's Josh Adams. How are you doing today, Josh? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be kicking the year off, man. Yeah. That's what's up. It's a great way to start. You know, people say, uh, I am asked all the time who is the best comedian in Detroit. And while I will not give them one name, I usually give them several names. You are one of the names hey. I give them. I appreciate that, Joe, because at one point in time, I felt like you ain't like me. So it feels good to know. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, okay. Let's get into that, because I feel okay. like a lot of people, I, I hear that you're not the first person I've heard that from. Okay. And I sort of feel like, geez, I think people, when they don't know me, they think I don't like them. Yeah. I think I think it's just the way your face be looking <laughs> like when you been sitting there. Dude, that's all right. I I think you're probably right. <laughs> but I also think the people that do know me say I'm a good guy and they're that you oh, got you that going for you. Are. Yeah. You are for sure. You are for sure. Man, I've been knowing how long when did we first meet, you think? When did you get in the game? Have you been in longer than me or me? I think I might have been in longer than you. Uh I started in 06. So okay, like yeah. yeah, I had just moved back, so 06. Where were you living previous to uh, previously, I was moved. Uh, I was living in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Like as soon as I graduated high school, I moved down there to actually start comedy. Okay. It never happened. And yeah. then uh, I kind of was down there for four years, and then I moved on. Mm. And then uh, yeah, like I started just doing a doing the circuit. Like I, you know how you don't. I wanted to do comedy, but I didn't know it existed here. All you had to do was look, and yeah. then you would have found it. Like you know, you look up <laughs> under a rock, you find all these hands. It was like comedy was right under my nose, and yeah. I just moved so that way I did. And then when I got back, like I said, I just got into the whole Bart's and Joey's and yeah. all those places. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably met at Club Bart. I think that's probably fair to say right around. For I sure. I would have been hosting that show. And and yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's the impression you got of me is the guy hosting Club Bart who maybe yeah. wasn't happy all the time. That was it's a tough yeah. show. It was a tough like, show to run. It was. It was like you'd be putting up sixty comedians and yeah. I'd be seventy five. I'm like, yeah, ain't even that many people here. <laughs> I'm going seventy five. You already know people coming in after me, yeah. so it was just weird. But yeah. you know, it's one of those things where you take everything personal. It's all like right. this man don't care nothing about you. Yeah. Well, it's 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 hard until you know people to to really, especially with new comics. I mean, no one is more. Free Frail uh, with their ego than a new comedian because they think people don't like them and people don't want to. You know, they'll never be anywhere, and it's like that? you got to pay your dues. That that term paying your dues is a real thing in comedy. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and does it help to be good? Yeah, absolutely. But just because yeah. you're good, <laughs> you still got to wait. <laughs> got to, got to. I explain it this way to comedians. I, I teach my class and I tell them, I go, you know, you're going to you're on open mic and you're better than some of these people. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But you're going to get to a point when everyone's good. Yeah. You, you get to a point in comedy, working comics, everybody's good. So what makes you stand out? Exactly. exactly. Being a nice you guy, being easy to work with, showing up on time, all that stuff. 
yeah, all that stuff is important, but they don't realize it. And then once I yeah. realized that, it was like, oh, okay, you yeah. got to network. Because I wasn't really a networking okay. type of dude and meeting people. And later on in my comedy career, I got really cool with a bunch yeah. of different great comics. Yeah. So that helps. Like you said, yeah, it definitely do help. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, you, you need those people to to take you along, have you open for them. Who were your guys starting out? Oh, well, I could think like you they probably wouldn't know these guys, but it was a guy like Black Coffee was the first guy who okay. took me out on the road. Yeah. Uh, Kool-Aid, of course. Yeah, um, I love Kool-Aid. That's great. Uh, 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 oh, why am I swimming on my man name? He played <laughs> the guitar on, uh, he plays the guitar. He plays the guitar. Um, Jay Chris Newberg. Jay Chris Newberg. Put yeah. Me, I, like, at the Majestic, he would put me up. Like, when he would come do that. So, like, I got a, I got a bunch of different, yeah. My man who on uh play tennis, but he from here. Dan Dan DeCappa? No, 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 no. He's he's on the Daily Show now. Oh, I know Michael Costa. Michael Costa gave me some opportunities okay. too, I believe. So I just had like, you know, different gambits from all different yeah. sides of the game. He gave me up Horace doing church shows. Like mm-hmm. Horace H. B. Sanders do a lot of church yeah. shows. So I got like a lot of good looks for people, even though I wasn't the most like uh uh, approachable person when I first came <laughs> in the game. Well, I've never, I mean, you're not a guy that I ever saw not be funny, though. I just, from my memory, you yeah, know, but, I didn't... you know, people, people like to be around people they think they, you know, like, I mean, I wasn't looking for friends. It was like, I just want to yeah. be funny. And yeah. it's like, if, but I made so many friends, even doing it the way I did it. So, uh, yeah, like, I was just blessed to get opportunities, like, to work the clubs, really. Right. Uh, well, I wear Rillies later on, so yeah. it's crazy that I'm getting a headline now. But, like, you know the clubs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can mention them, but, like, Joey's yeah. was, like, one of the first clubs I worked. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just a bunch of different spots. Yeah, uh, and and one thing I like about you, too, is is it's usually just you and I at these. Maybe, you know, with no offense to anyone else, but you're at the open mics. Yeah, that's true. Still, today, you'll be at open mic, you know, whatever. Which is weird. Which is weird, Joe, because I be always want to ask people, like, where do y'all work new material yeah. out yet? If y'all right. if y'all not going to bars or uh, yeah. all these open mics yeah. that's happening in the city. New Way Bar, yeah. You're, you're yeah, over there. New Way. Because cause that's where I see it a lot. And I'm there with my students working on stuff. But it is a thing where, and I always tell my students, I go, look, these open mics, it's you know, there's such long nights and it's hard to get good spots. And I said, you don't see a lot of professionals at the open mic because there's such a hassle and there's such a, you know, this I said, but then, and, and you come up in every class. I say, you see Josh Adams at new way. That's yeah. the name. I always say, I say, he's working out stuff at the open mic. And I think these other guys just say, Hey, I'll cram it into the cram it into the set. You know? Yeah. I don't think that's what you do as a professional okay. though. Like I mean you being you being paid to perform. Yeah. So you gotta give people the stuff that's gonna yeah. work. So you you know, you wanna put your best foot forward. Yeah. But uh I, yeah, man, I mean a lot of people ask me that like people even now who uh, who are professionals who do comedy, I'm like, bro, new way is a place to go. They're like, Man, but it's such a terrible open mic. But yeah. I'm like, that's in terrible as far as like you know, people there for free say they don't have to listen, but if yeah, you're yeah. saying something that people want to hear, yeah. then that means you got them. If they listening to you and they ain't paid to be there, it's like you're doing something. So that joke got some type of, it got something that's there that's going to work if you just keep working at it. Well, you're the you're the guy at New Way, and for those of you who don't know the New Way Bar Open Mic, there might be literally 60 guys up. It's on Monday nights. It starts at 7 p.m., goes till about 1.30 in the morning. And yep. you're a guy that if the crowd's noisy and they're not listening and you know a lot of people aren't really there for the show, you're the guy that always gets them when I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some people can get them and, so, and sometimes I get them. Sometimes I don't get them. Uh, but, you know, you're the guy that always gets them. 
Yeah, but you know that probably come from doing a you know doing the urban rooms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in in those rooms, everybody is a potential heckler. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you kind of got to, if you're doing, and it ain't even just urban. It's a bar setting when you do comedy in general. Yeah. I'm here to watch the Red Wings, the Pistons, the Tigers, <laughs> the Lions. I don't care about comedy. So if you get them, it's like, oh, well, imagine performing at a comedy club where people sit down and they're here to see the show. Yeah. What you going to do to that audience if you can get their attention? All right. Well, I agree with everything there except for people being at the bar to watch the Pistons. I'm going to disagree with That's you on funny, that. But yeah. when you what start, they 20, <laughs> what are they at now? 28? Yeah. Straight losses? That's, That's crazy. Like, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, good God. These are sports teams in Detroit. Come on. I mean, a little yeah, consistency, you gotta, you, guys. You got you to gotta pick one or the other. We can't uh, have it all. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Well, so we'll take the Lions right now. We'll talk about the Lions and we'll talk about you being on Hard Knocks last year. I mean, what a huge opportunity, man. I mean, come on. That that show is watched by so many people, uh, mm-hmm. and, and not even just sports fans. I know people that watch Hard Knocks that don't even watch the games, you know, because yeah, that's just, such a they, good show. Yeah. It's just like a, docu- it's just like a yeah. documentary. It's almost like it's so much like up, down, and you oh. get to see the players. Reality so, show. Dude, right. You're right. I didn't realize how many people that just oh, watched it. They didn't just, care who was on team, they, what team was on. They don't care. So you, for those of you that didn't see it, it, it the Lions were the subject of uh, hard knocks uh, in 22, I guess, going into 22 yep. season. And you went to uh, one of the training camp sessions to entertain the team. How did that come about? Uh, I had been doing shows that year all over. Like I was opening a lot of the concerts downtown. It was one at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. And uh, one of the guys that was there is really cool with a friend of mine who's a rapper. And um, he was like, hey, the Lions want to know if Josh wants to come perform at the training camp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was weird. I was recording my podcast at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was late at night when he hit me. So we came up with a price. And then I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And they, they, everything got, you know, it was like three days. Like, it was so fast how it happened. Yeah. It was literally like I record on a Wednesday night. So it was like they doing this Friday. So I had to come up with a price that Wednesday, Thursday. They sent me what I could and couldn't say. And then I was like, I don't think I want to do this no more. If this is parameters set around it. Yeah. And um, and um, man, I went down there. I drove to Caramel, Indiana. Mm-hmm. I had a show that night. So I had to I, I put up on them and did this around like four or five o'clock. Yeah. And man, I had so much fun. I did like 30 minutes and, you know, they only use like three or four. But yeah, from that whole opportunity, Joe, man, I ended up on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fox, HBO, and it was the craziest thing because in reality, it was like I played football growing up, mm. and it was like I ended up getting on ESPN without <laughs> having to get a concussion, you know, right. any of that. Like, all of that happened just through me just doing comedy, man. Yeah. So it's just crazy how it all worked out. Well, it's great. And not only, you know, just being asked is, is an honor. Uh, again, when we talk about that reality show, Hard Knocks, just to make the cut of that show because they're filming all day with yep. this team and they got a million guys that they can focus on. And then, you know, the rookies trying to make the team, the veterans trying not to get cut for them to even carve out four minutes for your stuff, which was uh, incredible uh, set, by the way, um, from what yeah. we saw. I mean, just to make the cut of that show is an endorsement of you right there. So it was crazy, man. Cause you know, like you don't know what these guys are on. They're trying to make a team. Yeah. They are, you know, previous to this, they was kind of, you know, the Lions were the laughing stock, but oh. it was kind of like, all right, they making their way. And uh that's why they was like, Don't bring up how terrible we was before. <laughs> don't say none of this, don't say none of that. And uh it was it was so weird to like get there and do that. And like, like I said, so I record Friday, they they cut the episode up 
and and aired that next Tuesday. Wow. So I'm literally like not knowing. I'm like, do I make it? I'm, I'm sitting here like, I'm like, I'm wondering like, is they gonna make it? I got paid, so I'm like, cool, I got my money. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wonder if they gonna use any of it for mm-hmm. hard knocks. Literally, I'm washing clothes. Uh, they put a they put the they put the video up to advertise the episode, mm-hmm. and it was my it was my my set, yeah. or at least like 30 seconds of my set, which was crazy. So then from that, my social media just start going crazy, <laughs> literally in the laundromat. Then my man, shout out to uh, shout out to Solomon who was who was my connect, uh, the connect who um, plugged me in or whatever. He called me like he on the marketing team. He's like, hey bro, ESPN finna call you, finna interview you. And I was like, for what? And then he hung up. And then ESPN called me. A guy out of Flint uh, was like, start interviewing me. He broke it down like, oh bro, you got like four minutes on there. You went crazy, <laughs> man. You gonna love it. He was like, man, because they send him the episodes to watch and do articles about. But mm-hmm. the process was so crazy. Man, my head was swimming, man. Like I said, I, I was literally washing clothes at the laundromat. Wow. And bro, the episode dropped. And man, you know, it's been great ever since then, man. Like I'm kind of connected today, today, uh, today rise. Like yeah, yeah. I, people like, man, ever since you did that, bro. And like, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I'm a fan now. I wasn't before, well, but the- now I'm, I, I'm with them. Okay, so I talked to all the comics that come into town to do this show. And, you know, the guys that I know are sports fans, we'll start talking and, you know, and we'll talk about football. And they're almost all fans of the Lions because wow. and largely because of that show, because they said they saw that show. They like what Dan Campbell was doing. They're rooting. You know, they want their hometown team, if it's the Giants or the Eagles or whoever, to win. But if that's not that, then it's the Lions. It's there. It's something about the yeah. I mean, I think as comedians, as entertainers, we are the underdog. Like mm-hmm. we start off at the bottom of the rung, right. and then once you become who you are in comedy, you become like one of the biggest stars in the world. So I get how a comedian will connect with the story of the Lions. Yeah. Like, we've been bad for so right. long, and we've lost games off of calls that they just make up on the spot we had. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see where the parallels is at, where they will be rooting for us. And I think also the thing that I think was impressive with your appearance there was by showing that they would have a comedian in the training camp showed a little change in the culture that they were yeah. they were happy to make fun of themselves a little bit and that they had they were having a good time and they were happy and and uh, you brought so much to them on that day and then to anyone who watched the show that I think that spirit uh, kind of lives with that team now it's it's amazing man I believe it too man because it was definitely like I was like y'all sure y'all don't want like a trainer or somebody to come through like maybe <laughs> You know, I don't want Mike Tyson to come talk yeah. to him. Like, why would y'all want me to come do? Because, you know, I didn't know what to do, what to say. But then, like, I play sports. So I know yeah, what the locker right. room is like. But I've never been in there with millionaires. But I went in there, and it was like, oh, these regular dudes. And yeah. honestly, they kids. Like, somebody had to break yeah, it down. Young like, guys, bro, yeah, you, college kids. You yeah. guys are college kids, bro. Yeah. So it was just fun, man. It was almost like, bro, we almost they almost missed the next practice because I was just <laughs> not going to stop. So I was like, oh, okay, y'all do got a football game to play later because they was playing the Colts. Yeah. But, uh, man, it was crazy. And then they invited me to the training camp. And I mean, not training camp. They invited me out to uh the first game, bro, put me mm-hmm. up on the, on the big screen. and wow. show, They just showed me mad love, yeah. man. They, I rock with them. That's great, man. That's terrific. I mean, just show and I and it's like they're overdue to win. Everyone's rooting for them, and uh, you know, good. They got a couple couple weeks left of this season. It's going to be something else around here. Yeah, for sure. Detroit, love it. All right, let's get into a couple other things here. Uh, uh, you know, Comedy Castle, big deal for comics Dude. coming in here, uh, doing that thing. What's your uh, expectation? What are you bringing? What anything you doing? Anything different because it's the comedy castle? 
Man, I'm just come do what I've been doing, what I've been preparing for for the past what 17, 18 years. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna come have fun. Uh, and I'm gonna do what only I can do, man. Like I think, you know, what I'm saying people gonna enjoy it. Like I always say, like this is a institution of comedy, and I, I want to say the Midwest, but it's like all over. That's like, all over, yeah. Yeah, like like to, for the Comedy Castle to only have one club and be mentioned with all these other clubs that's changed. Yeah, yeah. That in the top five, it's like it just tell you what it means to the game and like mm. all the comics that it produced that started there. So it's like to get this opportunity. It's crazy because I tell the story that my first time ever playing organized football was for the Berkeley Steelers. And um, we uh, we won the championship. We had a good season. And at the award ceremony, Coach Gomo was just giving everybody trophies and telling stories about all the kids. And then he told everybody, like, Josh Adams is the funniest 11-year-old on the planet. <laughs> and he was like, one day, y'all going to see him at Mark Reilly's Comedy oh, Castle. Oh, dude, that's crazy. And I remember, like, at 11, thinking, like, well, am I terrible at football? Like, like we ain't said <laughs> nothing about me on the field. But now, 2023, to be like, all right, I'm finna headline and open up the year 2024, it's like, it's like a full circle moment for me. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm getting the check boxes now at this point, man. I performed at the Fox. Like, all the places yeah. that I'm able to be at, it's like, yeah, I'm just blessed. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's... Uh quite a career and, and you find out that you hear that as a young person. I heard that in the first grade from a teacher. Mm-hmm. I made the kids laugh. We were, I think we were going to like sit in a circle to read or whatever it was. The teacher was yeah. going to read. And I, I made all the, I was going to read or whatever. And all the kids started laughing. And the teacher said, you should be a comedian. I wow. didn't know what that word meant <laughs> in the uh-huh. first grade. So I went uh-huh. home and told my mom, I thought it meant like a commander or something like, yeah, a, yeah. like a military man. And I said, I was going to be in the Navy or something yeah, like that. And I told my mom, I said, uh, they told me I would be a, a commander. Uh, you know, I'm, and she goes, why'd they say that? I said, I, well, I made all the kids in class laugh today. And she mm. goes, no, I think she said you were going to be a comedian. And I was That's like, fun. that was the first time I had heard that word. Yeah, man, you know, I mean, I guess they know, I guess you can see it early, man. Yeah, but you weren't, you know, you're not even trying. There is a thing about, you know, some people learning how to do it and if you're born to do Mm -hmm. it and it's kind of like, I just didn't know any other way. You know, you put me in a group full of people and I just default to being funny. Yeah, that's how how I go sometimes. Oh, that's how you people deal with stressful situations sometimes. You just be funny. Yeah, 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 a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got for you here, man. Um, so well, tell me about you know you, you, the stuff that you talk about on stage. Has that evolved over the years? Has that changed? Oh yeah, because I started off twenty one. I didn't have no kids. Yeah, I didn't have no real grip on life. And now, man, I like I said, I got kids. I got relationships. I've been in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to deal with politics, jobs. <laughs> you know, it's so, much, it's so much going on in life where it's like, oh yeah, like I got more to talk about than yeah. when I was growing up. Just chasing women and doing a bunch of other stuff. So it's like, yeah, man, I, I think I got a plethora of things to, to speak on. And then like some, somehow and all the time, every time at a show, something going to happen to where I'm going to be able to flip it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like a, it's a lot of in, improv in what I do just because right. things just happen and take place. Like, I don't know why it happened to me, but I'm usually always ready. So it's like, you know, yeah. well, you're one of the guys because so much now when, when people talk to you about comedy, and you probably know this too, people always want to know your opinion of Matt Rife and these guys who do all this crowd work. And you're yeah. one of the guys that I can watch go from the improv stuff into material that you've done before yeah. seamlessly. It's just so impressive. You know, some guys are real good at the crowd work. They don't have much of an act. You got both and you'll go from one to the other. And it, it's yeah, like, I'm- how did you hone that skill? 
I think it's just like what you said as being a kid, you naturally just was able to do that. Yeah. I get all the time that I'm very, I'm naturally just a funnier person and even without trying. So it's not hard for me to like, you know, if something happened, I can drop this in here and then find a way mm-hmm. to pivot into uh, some, some of my material. So like I said, man, if you see my show, a lot of times I feel like it always feel like the first time, even if you've seen me before, because mm-hmm. 70, 60% of it is going to be something that came from out of nowhere yeah. and I'll weave all the other stuff in Colin, and make it work. Well, it's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I, I think, uh, you know, if anyone deserves success, it's you because you do work harder. And that's the thing, too. You know, we talk about you're funny from birth, you're funny naturally, but you put the work in, too. And that's the thing that a lot of comedians need to understand, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I make sure I stress that, man. Like, I, comedians ask what you're supposed to do. Am I right, man? And get on stage. Like, yeah. that's just how it works. There's no, it's no, uh, people can say what they want about Matt Ripe and all them, but I, don't, I mean, it's very few people that, that took a shortcut to get on and stay where they was at. Like everybody with long careers yeah. that's happy doing what they're doing had to do the work. Like you have to get on stage. You have to write, you have to perform, you open up, you host, you middle, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you start the headline with barely 39 minutes and you know, <laughs> then you right, get yeah. to that, that place where now you got 45 to an hour, yeah. hour 15, hour 30. So it's like, it's just the work, man. Like yeah. my dad was a working man, so I just take that approach to comedy. Like, That's man, nice, it's, it's man. a job that need to be done, but I just enjoy to do it. Oh, with great advice, man. I love giving advice to comedians on this show and saying, look, this is it. Learn from these guys. Learn from Josh. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, happy new year again to you. We'll see you this weekend at the Comedy Castle. 24 is kicking off in a great way. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. I can't wait to do it. We're going to have fun. We are. You guys come out and see Josh. Thanks so much for doing this, Josh. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. You, Take care. Yep. All right. All right, Josh. Josh did not. Why did you not like me? I didn't like your face. <laughs> That's why he's so funny. You know, to do that, to say to me, I didn't like your face when I met you. That's all right. Again, I was probably hosting that open mic club bar. That was a lot of work. Don't do that anymore. But uh, I work hard at the Comedy Castle, so you can come see me and my face, (laughs) which I hope is happy, which I hope is smiling, which I hope shows that I'm having a good time because I do have a good time when I work at the club. So you'll see that this weekend. Come check out Josh. I got my one of my students emceeing. I mean, Alasari, a former student of mine, funny dude. He's the MC Esteban Tuma will be your feature act this weekend as well. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Start off your new year with some big laughs with Josh Adams. Uh, like you said, every show is going to be different. You never know what's going to happen with Josh. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I will be there with it. So thanks to all of you for listening again. Check out this show on uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, Anywhere you get podcasts, you get this show. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Add us on there. Uh, My advanced comedy class, just two weeks away, January 13th. The new one for that, if you want to make your comedy better. Was that your New Year's resolution? Sign up for the advanced comedy class. Starts in two weeks. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for listening to this, everybody. Happy New Year once again. Let's get out of here uh, for the Comedy Castle Podcast. Bye-bye.